Welcome to Healthy Churches ABNWT, a resource created by and for PAOC Alberta and Northwest Territories pastors and ministry leaders. The focus is on leadership development and congregational health. The goal is to help you reach more people. Visit abnwt.com for more information. Well, hey there, and welcome to the ABNWT podcast created by and for ABNWT leaders. We're coming to you every month with an interview from someone from our tribe, and we want to hear from you. So if you have an idea for a podcast interview or anything, please email me at coach at abnwt.com. Today, we're talking about the importance of children's ministry in vitalized churches. If you didn't catch our webinar on strategies for next gen, make sure you hop on over to the website abnwt.com and access the replay there. With me today is Amy Ball. Amy is the children's pastor at Gateway Family Church in Leduc, and she's been there for seven and a half years. So welcome, Amy. Thank you. So let's get started and just tell us why you believe kids' ministry is vital to the local church. Now more than ever, we need to be teaching our kids and and as churches partnering with parents and families because the world, <laughs> the government has a lot of crazy ideas out there and doctrines, and it's coming out. I mean, everybody knows it's coming out in schools, it's coming out in media, and our kids, like I said, more than ever, need the Word of God, they need the truth, and they need grace. Mm. They 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 need an experience with a living God. And so I want to say we don't just need children's ministry, we need spirit-filled, um, dynamic, impacting children's ministry, because we don't need child care. Like um, you know, yeah, Sunday morning upstairs or, you know, main <laughs> service is going to be crazy without children's ministry, but that's not why we're there. We're there to provide this uh, spiritual teaching and encounter for the next generation. And like I said, if we don't, the world will, and we will, we will lose the next generation. Mm. We see it already on a decline, and we actually can change that with the power of the Holy Spirit. I like what you say there. It's not childcare. No. You know, it's ministry. That's not going to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us what your kids' ministry looks like. Well, um, I just I got back from mat leave last May. I'm going to be taking another mat leave this May. And so we've grown our team. We have someone, an amazing lady who covers our nursery and preschool. So she... She schedules volunteers, she plans the lesson and prepares it, and she contacts the volunteers each week before Sunday comes around to make sure they all show up and they know what to do, and she meets them there this Sunday morning. We have two services, 9 and 11, and so she has a partner who um, also helps her if she's sick or whatever. I think a main thing in kids' ministry is partner, partner, partner. Mm. Because if you can't show up on a Sunday morning, you're sick, you have a family crisis, you need a vacation, you want to go, you know, you have to have a partner, an equal partner who can carry that load with you. So she does the preschool nursery ministry. Um, I do the four to nine-year-olds. And we're going to be changing that soon, but I do the four to nine-year-olds. And then we've also hired another wonderful lady to do the preteen 10 to 13-year-olds. And so the kids all check in upstairs right when they get into church. They go to the service with their family, the worship service. And then we have a screen that comes up and dismisses the kids halfway through. And they come for their specialized age programs 
um, where we really focus on hearing from God. Mm. We we want them to have the the Bible. We want them to apply it to their lives and hear from Holy Spirit. We want them to have fun and get to know each other. So we have those four values. Um, yeah, and then we have a midweek program. So so yeah, each of us, each three staff, we prepare our lesson. We get a hold of the volunteers and personally contact all of them to make sure they know what's going on before Sunday. How do you how do you recruit? Uh, people to be involved in children's ministry. I know that's ongoing. And yeah. uh, how do you do that? Well, you know, I think when you share testimonies of what God is doing, when you let people see how many kids there are and how awesome they are, and I share with the people about the kids experiencing God, and they want to be part of that. And mm. so we just want to keep kids at the forefront. We want to show people they are pursuing God and hearing from Holy Spirit and and just to show them the sheer volume of how many kids are, get them up on the stage once in a while yeah. and say, hey, if you want to be part of what God is doing, if you want to answer the Great Commission, you want to go and make disciples, here's your place. And I, I personally try and make it as easy as possible. I say one Sunday a month, it's one hour, and you can make an impact. And between that and then just personally reaching out to people I know in the church have a lot of relationships, yeah. and I let people come and go everybody's life, you know, things come up and and I like to be able to let them go and then invite them back. And so if we keep that open door and say, hey, I know you were going through a hard time. You said to reconnect with you in the spring. Are you ready to come back? And so there's kind of this fluidity that I, I've gone with that, I mean, we've grown to now 90 volunteers in our wow. church of almost 400, mm-hmm. you know, 100 kids. We're half the church. So I think for us, that fluidity and that honoring their lives, like they've got their own stuff going on, um, and they want to come back when they know they're not bound and and they know that I care about them as a person and God's call on their life and not just you need to be here, um, they come back. And I'm guessing too, you, you cast vision to those volunteers as well as much as you can. Every Sunday, every time we're together. How do you do that? When just when do you... When do you get the chance to do that before you start? They come a half hour early and I try, you know, even in the email, I try and cast vision. Wow. Um, This is the lesson, you know, encounter God for yourself. What is he speaking to you? And then we bring it together and say, you know, today we want the kids to encounter God's forgiveness and the power. And so I need to make sure that I personally encounter God in the lesson before I cast it to the the volunteers, and then before they can give it to the kids. And so if I'm being changed by what I'm teaching, I know the change is going to come. And if, if I just send them the email, if I just send them, here's the lesson for the week, um, copy-paste, they're not going to read it. They're, they're not going to encounter it. You right. know? So and you really try and put as much as you can in every communication, every chance you get with them. It's yeah. not just yeah. instruction, but it's vision casting. Yeah, every time, time, every Sunday, every yeah. every email, every phone call. This is why we do what we do, Yeah, right? All the time. Yeah. What do you do with new kids that come in, new families? I'm sure you get quite a bit. How do you orientate them and uh, get, right. them, get them used to what's going on in your church? We're actually working on that a little bit more, but because I can welcome the kids as they're coming in, and then I check them out when they're going, it's it's hard if you're in a church, a really big church, so you want to pass that on to any one of your, you know, area leaders to mm-hmm. have that heart for meeting the new person. And um, 
we're trying to get our we have kid check people upstairs who check in the kids and we're getting like little gift bags for the kids and oh, cool. and so so the person there can fill out the information on the computer give the kids a gift bag while mom's um filling that out and just get to know them and then show them where the kids ministry is now we have some churches in our district uh who don't have kids ministries currently. Mm-hmm. And you know, what would you say to them? How could they get started? What are some practical tips to just like I we don't currently have that in our mm-hmm. church. What can what can and should we do? Um I think it starts with vision and a partner, like I said. So if there's one person in the church who's going, "We need kids ministry." Yeah. <laughs> um they need a partner to come in with them. Um, so one other mom, one other dad, one other staff member, yeah. somebody to be in there with them. Um, not necessarily in the Sunday school room with them, but someone to believe in what they're doing and support it. Then cast the vision to the pastor um, and say, here's what I want to do. Can I have this room in the church? Can I put this in the room? Um, I have this great curriculum that I'm borrowing from a friend, and this is what it teaches the kids. Can they come down after worship? And can I make an annou- or can you make an announcement to right. say we're starting this? And if um, if you can have something on the screen, something visual that is appealing and exciting to say, um, anybody who has a heart for kids, and there will be people in every con- congregation who have a childcare background, a, an education background. There are people there. If you cast that vision, the Holy Spirit in them will come. And so I just think then you would have. You'd have a meeting with all those people. Just come in here and dream. Um, like I said, if you can get your hands on a curriculum, just talk to uh, another church that you love what they're doing. Talk to the children's pastor. They probably have a closet full <laughs> of curriculum that you can borrow or have. And um, yes, yeah, so you just need a, a space in the church. Design it so it's kid-friendly and appealing. Um and then work out a bit of a schedule with those people and say, hey, let's do this for three months and reevaluate. You know, make if, huh. if you make it bite size and say, okay, I'm just going to get to know these kids and then we'll reevaluate the schedule. We'll reevaluate, um, you know, instead of the kids coming for the whole service, they'll just come down after offering and then it's only a half hour. It's more bite size. So yeah. just little bite size things as you go. And then, of course, some budget, you know, is always helpful. But even people, you know, I can't do anything, but I can donate or I can bring, I can bring crafts. I can bring snack. Tell everybody in the church, like, this is our family and we need to take care of our family together. So I hope that helps. Yeah. No, I think that's really, like, I like the idea too of just starting small. You know, you don't have to go and have a major kids evangelism ministry. (laughs) Right. Just figure out what can you do, what's in your toolbox. And, begin and what's to your vision? Yeah. Like, like we want kids to know how to pray and hear from God. And if that's all you want, it's like you can do that on a Sunday morning. We're going to pray, they're going to hear from God, and they're going to know the Bible. And so people will get on board with that and mm-hmm. support that. Yeah, just to have a vision statement always in front of you so you don't forget, this is why I do what I do, you know? Um, yeah. And then last, lastly, just to have a piece of paper to sign the kid in and out. Like eventually you'll get plan to protect and a check-in system and name tags, but you just want to keep track of who's there. So just a name and date of the leaders and the kids each yeah. week. Um, do something. Just do something. Just if, you do something. If, you, if you can't do the whole check-in computer system, just 
start start something. Yeah, yeah, do something. And and of course, have a mentor church, a mentor pastor. Don't tell them you're, they're your mentor <laughs> because that will scare them off. They'll be like, oh, I don't have time for that. Just say, hey, can I come and take a look at your facility? And they give you a tour and then they'll just talk your head off about yeah, what God questions. is doing. Just ask questions. Just ask questions. Yep. And, and, and that support and most children's pastors will be happy to support you and, and cheer you on and give you whatever they can. I'm including myself in this. Yeah. <laughs> so anybody listening, if you need that, um, come to me. My mom is my mentor pastor. I borrow her VBS stuff. I use her curriculum. I said, what are you doing for parenting? I borrow her DVDs. Like it's, you got to have a mentor pastor in church. It's the same idea of partner that you're talking about. Don't do yeah. anything without a partner. Yeah. And as a leader, you should also have a partner, someone that you're, that's helping you out. That yeah. You can ask for stuff or say, what are you doing here? And then exactly. chances are it's already been done. That's right. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to create everything yourself, right? Exactly. Yeah, very cool. So what about churches that have a kids program, but they want to take it to the next level? Mm-hmm. What are some kind of key things that they should be looking at um, to really you know, go to the, that next level in their, in their programming and their kids' ministries? Um, I think the first place is just to have a dreaming session. Get mm. together with the people who have been in your ministry and just say, hey, what have been the best times in ministry? What have been the most fulfilling, um, whether it's in our church or you were at a camp or a conference? And um, what do we dream of seeing? What do, we, what do you as a parent want for your kids? And just get together and dream and maybe take a trip to um, maybe before your meeting, everybody takes a trip to another church or says, oh, when we were on holidays, we saw this happen in this church. I wish we could do that. Or mm. we watched Hillsongs yeah. on on um, YouTube. And I love how all of the people have colorful outfits and they have youth on the stage and I want to do more worship. And so I think the more you just get into um, seeing what resources are out there, you just yeah. get inspired. And so you, you just would get together and dream and then put, put together a list of kind of your top three. Don't bite off too much, but like, like for us, we want t-shirts. So we got t-shirts and, yeah. and we want to do something for the newcomers and we want to have awesome times of worship. We want to grow the kids in worship. So, so then you do that and experience that. And then you you like almost plan your next dream meeting, and you know six months or a year right. from now you're going to go to the next three things now. Next three things, yeah. and and that's I mean anybody who's made yearly goals or <laughs> New Year's resolutions, <laughs> like take it three months at a time, take it and then reevaluate every year, but don't don't kind of go oh let's look at this big huge church and we're this tiny church and they're doing so much and we want to do everything they're doing well you don't have the people and the resources to do what they're doing do one thing that they're doing yeah. that inspires you and just just celebrate is the biggest thing once you've accomplished that celebrate it and look at because as kids ministry we always go we need more of that and we need more of this and we have, we have to do this <laughs> and, and like there's so many things i just think just do one, two, three things at a time. Celebrate and then move. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea of celebrating because it it is it, it's it always feels like there's something next. So and there is. You, we have to be like that, but we also have to celebrate what's happened. Celebrate our volunteers. Yeah. Uh, that culture of celebration is very key. You're right. Especially in front of the congregation, huh. share the story, celebrate what God is doing with the kids. Because if you keep that same thing in my staff meeting, I always take it on myself to celebrate what God's doing. Because if in my staff meeting, if I'm always saying, we don't have enough volunteers, we don't have enough money, we don't have enough chairs, 
that is not empowering. That's not exciting, you know? Mm-hmm. And and when they think of children's ministry, they go, oh. <laughs> but if they can think of children's ministry and remember a story I told them, that story is going to go beyond what you could do by saying, we need more chairs or we need more volunteers. The, the volunteers will come when they hear the kids are encountering God or or the kids are bringing their friends or whatever your yeah. value is. When people hear about it, they'll they'll come. Very cool. So for senior pastors that are listening, what would you say to them about children's ministry? You had a chance to sit down with a whole bunch. Just what would you yeah. cast vision for for why we should do children's ministry? Uh, well, I just I think of the encounters that Jesus had with children, and he really he really disciplined the disciples. He got indignant. The Bible says, like bring them to me. Don't cast them away. So whatever it takes to to obey Christ's words and to honor his words of bring them to me. If your church um, has a mandate of bring the kids that, you know, make disciples and bring the kids, how is that reflected in your building, in your budget, in your staffing? Uh, And man, if you want to follow the Great Commission, make disciples, the best place to do that is children's ministry. And then I just, you know, when you're in it long enough, those kids come into youth with a passion for God and for worship. Those are your worship team. I mean, the kids that I taught when I came here seven years ago are leading worship on the main stage today. Wow. You, My, my pastor says, you know, raise up and train your child because they will be your pastor. Right. And so literally my brother Josh was in Landon's youth group. He is now his worship leader. I was 11 years old when I met Landon. I'm now his children's pastor. Pour everything you have into those kids because the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. So if you want the kingdom in your church, get the kids in. So, so when we can understand that the spirit of God can rest on children, that there can be joy and life in children's ministry, that will just bring life to the church, that this is the future of your church. This is going to grow your family. Then, I mean, as a senior pastor, you want to grow your family. You want to make disciples, so I don't know why you wouldn't. (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you so much for that, Amy. We're going to go into the lightning round. We're just asking everybody these same three questions, okay? So the first question is, what book are you currently reading? I'm reading Dreaming of More by Michelle Anthony. Yeah, and that's what it is. She just said it wasn't enough for me. She she was in ministry, children's ministry for 15 years, and she goes, what have I even done? Like, are these kids going to stay in the church? And that's the big question right now, is they used to be leaving the church when they went into university. Now they're 12, 13 years old. And so she's asking the question, is, is my Sunday school making a difference? Is what I'm doing accomplishing the goal? And then she just started to dream of kids who know their God, who know the word, who hear and obey, parents and families who who spend time together with God. And so she just dreamt with her team. And so I'm reading through her book of how how they dreamt together and made little changes together. And now now it's it's called True Ministry. We have we're just starting this new um, curriculum through Discipler, uh, which is. I think your next question about what app are you loving right now? Mm-hmm. Discipler has like you beat me to it. All these curriculum, all these book, all all these books, worship, all the resources, videos, 
And so that's the curriculum that we've just recently started. Where do you find that? Discipler.com. Discipler. Oh, okay. Without the E. D D I S C P L R. Okay. Anyway, I'm glad Discipler you spelled without that. the E dot com. And um yeah. Very we, we're cool. just starting it and and the book is so inspiring to read the stories about how Holy Spirit is moving and teaching and, and bringing life to their ministry. So what uh, other ministry or church or conference or whatever is it that you're kind of plugged into? I know you mentioned that your mom is yeah, key for I you, mean, but honestly, like, who, the, who are you following? The people around me, my, my friend Crystal at Beaumont is doing an incredible job <clears throat> getting into the community and evangelism. And my mom is doing an incredible job of raising up volunteers and they they have 200 or 230 kids every Wednesday night. They have a huge VBS. They have huge outreaches. So I'm learning about outreach from her. I'm learning about, um, I just got her plan to protect manual kind of thing, um, what they made up for their church. So that's one of the things I was going to say is, you know, find the church that's done it and just kind of big borrow steel and adapt <laughs> put your put your church logo on it as long as it's okay with them and um uh yeah so that's for me it's my mom's church in Spruce Grove and i i feel like we're dreaming up something new that uh, you know i've seen a little bit of it in Bethel a little bit of it in IHOP and i just ha- kind of have my ear to ground to the ground for people who are are doing this. Very cool. Well, yep. thanks so much, Amy, for your time today. And folks, as always, make sure you drop by next month as we have our next episode on the AB and ABT podcast. Thanks so much for listening.